Audible for the best Bitcoin content out there. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Crypto Economy with Guy Swan. We have got a uh, quick read for you to start off the week. Um, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this one uh, because A, I've got a whole lot of other work to do. Um, but B, uh, this one kind of speaks for itself. It's another one by Nick Batia, uh, and it is titled The Lightning Network Why I Quit the Bond Market for Bitcoin. And we'll chat a little bit about it at the end. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump in. I'm a markets junkie. A markets junkie is somebody who is physically dependent on watching asset prices tick up and down, constantly trying to analyze the cause and effect of every movement across the globe. Naturally, when I first understood the true nature of the Bitcoin protocol, I became obsessed with its price as well. Rabbit Holes I began my dive down the Bitcoin rabbit hole in 2016. I was trading U.S. treasuries and other interest rate products for an institutional asset manager, my first big trading gig. I had unprecedented access to some of the most brilliant minds on Wall Street for the first time in my life, so it's safe to say I began my dive down the banking rabbit hole in 2016 as well. The craziest thing about going down the Bitcoin and banking rabbit holes at the same time is the difference in scale. It's unimaginable. At the time, Bitcoin had less than $20 billion in total value. I, a relatively small player in the bond market, was turning over $20 billion in treasuries in just a few months. One seemed way too small and the other way too large. I knew I had to learn to start thinking in trillions if I was to understand the scale of the global financial system. The Numbers Game I will never forget the moment I conquered the concept of trillions. My fellow trader and close friend played a daily numbers game with us on the trading desk. This time, the question was, quote, How much money settled via the Federal Reserve's wire system last year? I thought for a minute, did some mental math, and guessed three quarters of a quadrillion. The answer, sure enough, was $767 trillion. I was off by a gargantuan $17 trillion. But somehow that amount was both less than 3% margin of error and a thousand times the size of Bitcoin. Bitcoin was simply too small at less than $20 billion, and the dollar system had enough zeros to make one's head spin. The two would reconcile over the coming decade or two I had decided and should be spending my time on the Bitcoin side. I started thinking about life after the trading desk, knowing it would probably involve Bitcoin. Bitcoin is digital gold. I watched treasuries, equities, gold, oil, currencies, and tried to understand how they all worked together. I saw Bitcoin assuming the role of gold as sound money role in a digital future. The supply schedule and difficulty adjustment game theory hooked me in. I started digging and immediately found the conversation focusing on an update called SegWit, which would allow for something called the Lightning Network. 
The first time I used Bitcoin, I tracked the transaction status on a block explorer. Right away, I became intimately aware of the settlement process of Bitcoin. It was thrilling. Of course, the first block took over half an hour, and my heart was quite unnecessarily panicking. Basically, the finality of settlement after a couple blocks felt incredibly secure, but the hour that it took was completely impractical for any sort of daily routine transaction. It was clear to me that Bitcoin was digital gold, and instead of taking weeks on ships across oceans to settle, it takes about an hour. Incredibly powerful, empowering, and in fact, revolutionary, but not a global, quote, currency. Lightning Network makes Bitcoin a global currency. Lightning Network changed Bitcoin forever with instant settlement. In the Lightning Network, settlement is free from the time burden of block confirmations. Lightning's architecture consists of instantly settling financial agreements secured by a call option or a justice transaction. Lightning Network massively expands the velocity of Bitcoin, increases Bitcoin's capacity for transactions by orders of magnitude, and most importantly, began a new wave of Bitcoin innovation. The very concept of streaming money has software developers buzzing with energy, and I'm blown away by some of the use cases they're coming up with. Bitcoin's supply schedule initially hooked me, but lightning was the force that was pulling me in. I decided to dedicate my intellectual capacity to Bitcoin's lightning network because a store value asset exhibiting medium of exchange currency speed and scale is unprecedented in human history and worth pursuit. I took the jump. Now I'm along for the ride. After years of trading bonds and leading a dual life of rates trader and Bitcoin fanatic, it was time to make the transition full-time to Bitcoin. The community graciously welcomed me and my idea of the Lightning Network reference rate in 2018, but it wasn't until earlier this year that I met the team from OpenNode in downtown Los Angeles, only a few blocks away from where I traded treasuries. The chemistry was instant because the vision was precisely aligned, a full conviction in the Lightning Network and its role in bringing Bitcoin to the world. My message to them was clear. I wanted to help onboard the world to the proverbial LNP slash BP, or Lightning Network Protocol, Bitcoin protocol, stack, a la the ubiquitous TCP slash IP, transmission control protocol, internet protocol stack, upon which the world's internet infrastructure is built. To my delight, they wanted me along for the ride. Lightning is just beginning. The pace of Lightning innovation since its debut early last year has been staggering. I laugh when I hear skeptics say that Lightning Network capacity and growth has stalled because of arbitrary public channel metrics. Lightning Network is not a public ledger like Bitcoin. It's actually quite the private ledger, making so-called chain analysis irrelevant within Lightning. Any attempts to analyze the growth of Lightning Network from the outside are futile. Additionally, the narrative I hear in the financial media about Bitcoin as merely digital gold is frankly a little tired. These people either haven't technically understood the Lightning Network or aren't aware of its existence. Bitcoin now works at light speed, 
something that a precious and very heavy metal could never do. Open Node is carrying the torch. At Open Node, we don't have to guess whether Bitcoin is a store of value or a medium of exchange. We know it's both. And we know that both functions are essential to Bitcoin's build. The vast majority of transactions we process is via the Lightning Network, but the vast majority of the value we process is on-chain. We also don't have to guess whether people want to use a hosted solution. When I asked our CEO and co-founder, Afnan Rahman, his biggest surprise since starting OpenNode, he said, quote, I'm surprised by how quickly we've gained trust from the community, even amongst some of the hardcore Bitcoiners who shall not be named. End quote. Note that our blog is up and running. We're excited about our next endeavor, Open Node Research. Our first report to be released in quarter one of 2020 will tackle the world of Bitcoin as a transactional currency. Global e-commerce will surpass $4 trillion by next year, and our mission is to determine exactly how much of that we can power at OpenNode. The task at hand is challenging, to say the least, but the challenge motivates us to debunk one of Bitcoin's greatest misconceptions, that it is only a store of value and not a medium of exchange. It's both, and we're excited to show you why. All right, quick break. Let's hit our sponsor, and then we'll come back in and talk a little bit about this piece by Nick Batia. All right, so uh, again, this is by Nick Batia. We have read a ton of great stuff by Nick on the show, um, and uh, I love his uh, series that he mentions, actually, and there's a link to it in this episode, but I'll, uh, I'll drop all the links in the show notes, obviously, um, to uh, a bunch of the other great um, pieces we have covered by him about, his, uh, about the Lightning Network reference rate, uh, the time value of Bitcoin. Um, uh, I think Bitcoin's second layer is the title of one of them. Uh, I'll find them all, but he's, we've got so many pieces by him that are just wonderful to read on the show. Um, and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, but, uh, one thing that this thing illustrates that, uh, uh, and most people like really forget, or I think maybe dismiss is just how small Bitcoin is in the scale of things and how unbelievable its potential remains in solving the problems of an industry of a competing industry essentially that is literally hundreds of trillions of dollars in size um and that that system has fundamental has systemic issues that bitcoin is a solution to and is one of the most fascinating and profound solutions to those sorts of problems as we've ever seen it's the first time that we've been been able to take any sort of quantifiable measurement as to the degree of something's security in the context of a financial or a trusted uh, relationship. Trust is not is inherently non-quantifiable. So uh, the fact that we have that in the form of irreversibility of a transaction in the Bitcoin network, and we have a dynamic to actually reach out and attempt to measure that via the proof of work that it would take to undo any of those transactions is unbelievably powerful and and a, a groundbreaking at the most understated in the most understated way, um, and uh, uh, and Lightning Network is an entire new ecosystem on top of this, and and I think 
uh, he gets to it in in this piece um but i think it's I genuinely think of it as uh, it will be as diverse and complex as a new web. Uh, we typically associate Lightning Network with just scaling payments and scaling Bitcoin overall, just in transactions. And I don't really think that's the best way. I think that's a, a bit of an elementary way to frame it. Um, because this is a, and that's that's one thing that Nick Bati is so great at with uh, the piece that we recently read, The Triumvirate of Liquidity, and then uh, his original series in the Lightning Network Reference Rate, talking about how it's actually a non-custodial, a, a, counterpart, a non-counterparty risk financial asset. Obviously, it does have risks, but it is your own management and holding risk of, uh, of an asset that could actually pay a return, could pay a set interest rate, essentially, not a like I loaned it out interest rate, but a uh, a rate of return based on the the need and use of liquidity within the Lightning Network is that you can provide capital up to a network um, with uh, you know bridges and channels between major like let's say let's say there's ever a uh, situation where there are few channels between uh, you know specific like. You know, there's a bit of a bifurcation. There's a split in the Lightning Network where there's kind of a bottleneck um, for any reason whatsoever. Well, suddenly I have the the capacity to insert myself and add new channels to bridge the gap and make the Lightning Network infrastructure hold again by offering up liquidity as a bridge between these two locations in the Lightning Network. And that's a very powerful idea that I am doing that without counterparty risk. I don't have to really be concerned about what anybody else is do- anybody else does as long as I keep proper backups, keep uh, a hold of uh, or keep proper security on my hardware and my keys. Well, then I, my ownership of those coins are under nobody else's control. That that is it is wholly my responsibility as to whether or not I'm safe. And that, uh, and that I can actually make a return, that I'm offering up that liquidity to somebody else without actually giving it to them, is such a fascinating idea. It is unique in human history as a financial asset. I mean, imagine if you could, even if it was only 0.1 or 0.01%, it's a non-counterparty risk percentage return to someone. You're not giving over custodial control. You're not losing the fact that you are still the sole owner of a specific amount, a specifically agreed and signed upon uh, amount of coins. And that's just, it's just truly, truly unique. And uh, that's that's one of those things that he gets into, and he talks about it in this piece, really, is just that it, it is it is something entirely novel in and of itself. And, and it's, uh, it, it really is, if when you like kind of wrap your head around it, um, and really begin to see the possibilities of the Lightning Network, uh, even at this early stage where it may even only be like a 10x or 20x as far as like normal payments go. But the possibilities are literally endless. I, I think we will see Lightning Network settling vast sums of money as well as incredibly tiny amounts of money. Um, it will settle uh, you know, certain contractual agreements. I think we'll have tokens based on the Lightning Network that are pegged to Bitcoin, like gift bitcoin bitcoin denominated gift cards and uh, uh stocks and stuff like that i think there's an entire infrastructure here to just build an an entire array of new tools without a lot of 
using a a hardcore like a a, a uh, hardened um set of bitcoin scripts where uh using what's a good way to put it to to establish a new network that does not have those restrictions where um you're still you're still locking it to secure bitcoin but you also have the kind of freedom with the htlcs to lock it to all sorts of exterior arrangements with just a private and public key uh, combination so you you don't have to uh the internal to the lightning network script does not have to be executable on the bitcoin chain so you don't have any of those limitations with what kind of a contract you can write you can just like just like we talked about with um Giacomo Zucco's uh, setup is you can make quote unquote colored coins you can make tokens and external things on the lightning network itself um without having to need that functionality on bitcoin and because of that i think this is there are no limits with what we can do with Lightning. It's just a matter of time, and it's a matter of development, and it's a matter of incremental improvements both to the payments scaling uh, situation as well as the hardening and um, reliability of the Lightning Network infrastructure, um, which I think is a, a really key part right now at our current stage is specialization and management within the Lightning Network where we see uh, nodes establishing what their role is and we see the the uh, growing difference between how service level nodes and um, infrastructure level nodes behave and then user nodes and uh, same with you know service level and network uh, infrastructure level channels as well as user channels um and uh and i think we'll continue to see this specialize and diverge into a number of different roles um, on the network and uh, growing use of network-specific services um, that help to route around some of the early limitations and um, essentially keep the infrastructure of the Lightning Network, this virtual infrastructure of channels and nodes, um, available and uh, consistent across time. Um, so it's genuinely fascinating to watch all of this stuff play out. Um, particularly when you you uh, when it when it does follow or um, seem to happen and develop in ways that you would expect it to, um, and then even even more so when it contradicts you and kind of pulls a black swan and does something that you never quite saw coming or that uh, just kind of surprised you out of left field. Those are even more exciting, and there is so much to come. There's so much happening on the Lightning Network right now. Um, I'm in the process of trying to. Um, uh, uh, gather as many resources as I, as I can on some of this stuff because it's just such a fascinating tool uh, and uh, protocol in and of itself um, that Bitcoin makes possible. So uh, yeah, that was just a, a really cool um, uh, piece by uh, Nick Batia and uh, congratulations on him joining the OpenNode team, by the way. I love OpenNode. I uh, have used them um, on and off with... Uh, uh, with my website and a number of different things, whenever I need an easy way to throw something up, I'm typically jumping on Open Node, and uh, probably my favorite services to that are just BTC Pay Server, Open Node, and then Paywall.link um, that I've used, and I, I go back and forth between all three of those, and I love them. So, uh, highly recommend checking out Open Node as well if you have not. Um, they uh, 
they provide lightning. Uh, if you like have like an online store or um, uh, WordPress, or, you know, website, anything like that, and you want to accept payments with Bitcoin and lightning, they will basically manage all the liquidity and everything for you and accept payments in lightning and Bitcoin, of course. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely one to check out. Um, as well as Nick Batia. I'll have, I'll have the links to all of this stuff um, in the show notes so you can check it out. So don't forget to um, uh, go there. And uh, I'll also have it posted on thecryptoeconomy.com. I've been a little bit uh, lax about getting these things posted on the website, but I think I have finally found a trick to make this much, much easier for myself. Uh, and I am excited to um, simplify that process because it has been really tedious up to now. Um, but with that... Uh, that, that'll do it. We'll close this episode out here. Uh, don't forget to follow uh, well both OpenNode and Nick Batia, Nick Batia, the author of this piece, um, on Twitter. I will have both of their tags uh, in, the, uh, in the post on Twitter. And, of course, follow me at The Crypto Economy and subscribe to The Crypto Economy with Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know, so that you don't miss all the amazing content coming out uh, incessantly in the Bitcoin space. There is just a flood of awesome stuff, articles just like this on uh, everything that you could possibly imagine. We've got another couple of uh, uh, really cool research papers that I've got going on in the background, and I'm working on finishing up a, another full audiobook. That's why I've been a little bit um, kind of rushing through some of these episodes recently. And because um, I've got uh, a big draw. Uh, Huge piece to drop uh, very soon. And we are going to have Knut Svan Holmes' Sovereignty Through Mathematics available on Audible very, very soon. So keep a track, uh, uh, keep an ear out for all of that stuff. Um, uh, the Little Bitcoin Book, audiobook read by yours truly, uh, is available on Audible right now. And of course, it's a wonderful, wonderful book to give out as a gift, as an introduction to Bitcoin and its implications uh, or its impact on society. Um, that's the Little Bitcoin book. And lastly, if you uh, are planning on coming to the Bitcoin Maximalists Conference, uh, that is BitBlockBoom this coming year in August, I am going to be speaking there. I'm going to have my time on stage, and I have got a lot of great ideas about what uh, I'm going to talk about. So if you would like to join me, come hang out. Let's drink. Let's hang out with a bunch of Bitcoiners uh, for a weekend and have an awesome time uh, you can do that uh, for 30% off with the discount code CC, and that is bitblockboom.com. Get your tickets, and uh, we'll hang out. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. I love you all. I hope you stick with me on this insane ride we are taking into the future, and uh, I'll catch you next time on The Crypto Economy. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy.